Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back in. 9 o'clock hour of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and the theticketfm.com. Connor Happer with you this morning. Riding solo. Feel free to hit me up here on the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Hammond text line 402-464-5685. I wondered out loud earlier when, at what point this week we should shoot the shot of the text bag. Um, and somebody drumstick asked about it just now. Let's let's do it today, but let's do it at ten. And I know it's worse without Schaefer, but there's just no way we're going to be able to get it in tomorrow, and then we don't have shows on Thursday and Friday. So, and we, we just have to do it. We're contractually obligated. We signed into a deal with the text bag, and the text bag will hold us responsible and accountable to that deal. So let's do it at ten o'clock. Um, so think of those and get them in at the top of the next hour, 402-464-5685. Okay, first, we're going to do NFL reaction overreaction here at uh, 930 as well. We are also going to give away a gift basket from our friends at Beatrice Bakery at the end of the 9 o'clock hour. Sean Bach will join. Uh, we'll talk some Iowa in the 10 o'clock hour. And then the text bag. So we're all we're all locked away for the remainder of the show. So this is this is the time to talk Adrian Martinez scenarios. And boy, are they interesting. I and Parker brought good context to it in the uh, in the previous hour there. And 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 I kind of mentioned it there to start the show. Think about and and I think everybody had assumed going into Saturday's game against Wisconsin or leading all the way up until the injury that Adrian Martinez was going to be done. He was he was going to play the game at Wisconsin. He was going to play the game against Iowa and the the fans were going to have a chance to, you know, send him off, whatever it might be, and he was going to get a couple more chances to to have to have good games or lead Nebraska to to the kind of elusive top 25 win or rivalry game win like all those scenarios were out there but he was going to have one more game after Wisconsin and that was going to be it for him in Nebraska I was pretty much dead set on that um have been for a while since the middle of the season probably I wasn't quite sure at the beginning and then just with the way the season went it's like yeah man this needs a break he's hurt again there's he's playing through all this stuff and then when he came out and after the Ohio State game you know leading into the bye week they were like look man he's been playing with a he's been playing with a broken jaw I said that the week before he had the high ankle sprain thing he's a warrior um all that stuff it just it felt like to me a guy who was kind of on his last dance at Nebraska 
But now things have changed. I, I or at least I think so. And maybe maybe I'm off base here and I'm just making too many assumptions, but all these thoughts kind of entered my my head last night. There's been an injury. There, there has been an injury. There has been a trade. There has been an injury to Adrian Martinez. That's that's from NBA 2K for those of you who didn't understand. Did you get it? Okay, thank you, Rico. I was you were the only person who the joke was for. There has been a trade. Um so I and I think things have changed. Um or at least you have to reset. At least you have to reevaluate where the situation heads next for Adrian Martinez. Is the injury serious? Will it require surgery? Will it require a long recovery process for him? Maybe. I, I think the you know from from what I've heard about the scenario, um, that that could be what we're looking at, and uh, the way he landed, and and already talking about a previously kind of reconstructed shoulder as Parker laid out in the last hour, and Parker tweeted out the video yesterday of the play that it looked like he got hurt on. It looked like he kind of jammed his elbow back up into his shoulder, and a guy landed on him, and and um, or at least, you know, moved that thing upwards in a way. that's It's already, you know, it's a shoulder that he's had issues with, obviously going back to his high school career. And then there was a moment where he had, had tweaked it, I think, at Nebraska maybe in that 2019 season. And then you have that one, and then for Scott Frost to rule him out quickly, I don't think that's necessarily it's it's too big of a a gap to jump that it could require a long recovery time for Adrian Martinez. So what if he's out for the spring? Play along with me. What if he's out for the spring? Does he still want to leave Nebraska? Or is there a program out there, probably at a lower level than he would like to at this point? Is there a program out there that would take Adrian Martinez with all of his with with his entire career so far and all the injury history attached to him? Sight unseen without a spring ball to watch and see how he adapts and goes through things and just make Adrian Martinez the starting quarterback at another school next fall? Does that school exist anymore? It's definitely not. Like, I don't think it's probably a, you know, a big-time power five school like we thought it could have been at one point for Adrian Martinez because the situation has now changed. First of all, is that program out there? Second of all, from Adrian's perspective, do you want to take that risk? Does Adrian Martinez look around at his options, at his scenario? And once again, we're, we are, we are saying in this specific scenario that, the recovery time is long for him and that he is not able to participate in a spring ball anywhere. Does he look around at his options and say, you know, there's one place and there's one coach that knows me. There's one coach that trusts me. 
He's Scott Frost. And I've missed time before, come back, you know, and and won the job back. And I could do that again without a spring ball. I think Nebraska is still going to probably bring in more competition in the transfer portal at that quarterback spot. And we'll get back to that point here in just a second. But does he look around and say, this is my best option right here at Nebraska to play in 2022 or to start in 2022 or to have the starting quarterback job at the most, you know, football-heavy school that he possibly can? Maybe. Let's throw this into the equation. Parker mentioned it as well. Adrian Martinez has a redshirt year available. I will repeat. Adrian Martinez has a redshirt year available for him to use. Remember, he didn't redshirt. He had the COVID year. And here he is in his fourth year as a starting quarterback. He could he could come back. For a fifth, only play four games. He could play, still play four games and then do it again in 2023. So what does that do for the thought process? There is a world that exists. I don't know if it's likely. Where Adrian Martinez plays four games for Nebraska next year and then, you know, takes the, takes the first, you know, eight games and gets healthy and all that stuff. And, and by the way, the schedule's pretty light for Nebraska in the first six. The only for sure loss or, or you know, loss that you think is going to happen is Oklahoma. Nebraska could get out of that stretch five and one. Remember, that's where the Scott Frost buy-in stuff kicks in or buyout stuff kicks in. Let's say he redshirts next year. <laughs> They have a good enough season. They're able to scratch out seven wins. And he comes back for 2023. After being the starting quarterback in September of 2018. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Or he could go somewhere else and do that same thing too. Maybe he's evaluating his options in 2022. He's taking a redshirt year. He's not playing really at all. Maybe he gets four. Maybe he gets a couple games, whatever it might be. And then he waits around and sees if Frost is going to get fired or not. And if he doesn't, he comes back and is his quarterback and as a, whatever, 25-year-old, 26-year-old in <laughs> 2023. Okay, there's that. Now, think about let's, – let's go back to that transfer portal piece real quick. Not so much for Adrian, but what's Nebraska's situation look like? Does Adrian Martinez's presence affect what Nebraska can get or not get in the transfer portal? I would think so, right? So not only is this really complicated, we don't know for sure what the injury is. We're led to believe that it's long-term. Um, I don't know if there's going to be surgery involved or what Adrian, where where he's even at headspace wise. But here's the thing about it: he's got to start. He's got to come up with a plan 
and start executing that plan in the next week. Because like that texter said at the beginning of the uh, – in the in the 8 o'clock hour, hey, I really like this season. It's, it's the offseason where stuff gets redone and, and you figure out where the holes in the roster are and what they're going to do in the transfer portal and you throw in that they have four to coaches spots that they need to – that they could fill and all the stuff like that. Well, that stuff really starts hitting Saturday morning. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Whatever happens against Iowa on Friday, Saturday morning, Nebraska starts looking at their picture or, you know, they already have an eye on it right now, but they really start honing in on that picture for 2022. And the fact of the matter is Adrian Martinez is is sort of the linchpin here. Not so much with the coaches, with the new coaching hires, although they're related, obviously, they're connected. But definitely as far as what they decide to do at the quarterback spot. And we still have this Logan Smothers game coming up on Friday. Is this an audition for Logan? Does he look at it that way? Does he look at it and say, well, if I play well on Friday and and they give me some of the keys to the offense, I officially throw my hat in the ring for starting quarterback in 2022. What does that mean for Nebraska in the in the transfer portal? What does Adrian's presence mean? If Adrian's here, if Logan comes off of a good performance on Friday, is Nebraska's ceiling capped as far as what they can get in the transfer portal? Will the next guy come in and say, well, it's just, you know, I don't know. This feels like a one-year stopgap thing and there's not even a guaranteed job if I'm here because this guy's still here, but he's hurt. And then they also like this other guy, Logan. There, I mean, this has gone from, I was almost certain Friday afternoon, whatever it might have been, before the Wisconsin game, before the injury, that it was going to go a little something like this that Adrian was going to leave. He was going to play his fifth year of college football somewhere else. And honestly, we were maybe trending down that same path with Logan Smothers as well. Nebraska is going to get a new offensive coordinator. They're going to tweak some things on offense a little bit. They're going to bring in whoever they want to bring in. That guy would, would have started over Logan anyway. That forces Logan out maybe after spring. And... We're going to have a whole new look, whole new picture. Quarterback, offensive coordinator, offense. I was I was pretty convinced. I was pretty convinced that that was going to happen on Friday. And now I think all of it's up in the air. <laughs> and, and it really speaks to the bigger picture in the way Nebraska football has kind of operated. I mean – 
Adrian Martinez has been the center of the universe, right? He has been absolutely everything for Nebraska football, especially on the you know on the offensive side of the ball over the last couple of years. That's not his fault. That's the weight that they've put on his shoulders. That's the lack of going and getting someone else in the transfer portal or someone that you could trust. They had a chance last offseason, and they stood pat. They were going to roll the dice going into this year. And now, met at, at another kind of inflection point at this quarterback spot, while the door still is open for Adrian to come back to Nebraska, it leaves them in a really precarious position. It's just really odd. And maybe maybe it, it gets figured out in a simple way and Adrian decides he's going to hang it up altogether. Doesn't want to go through the rehab or whatever it might be for the, the shoulder injury. Um, you know, maybe all that happens and he just decides at the end of it, you know what, uh, it, it was fun. I played that last game at Wisconsin, played hurt all season for my guys. That's how I want to go out. But let me ask you this as a response to that. I'm talking to myself here. <laughs> Does that seem like a thing that Adrian Martinez would do? Does that do, does it seem like Adrian Martinez, the guy that we know, we've really come to know over the last couple few years, four years, um, does it seem like he's ready to walk away from the game yet? I don't know. From Nebraska, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't feel like he's such a fighter. He's such a battler. And I'm glad that's the one thing, you know, we may have learned the most about him this year, or at least was confirmed in so many different ways. That guy is so tough. He really is. Um, <laughs> but what happens next is still really, really up in the air. All right, 402-464-5685. I'm, t- I'm talking all this out. I, I There's no, um, like I said, it's it's up in the air at the moment. I, I, do, I do not know what happens next now at the quarterback spot. It makes the, it makes the Friday game even more interesting. And then it makes what happens after that way more interesting. Nebraska's got a lot of decisions on their hands. Scott Frost has a lot of decisions on his hands in the next month before signing day, I suppose. It's less than a month at this point. I don't think there's like a it has to happen before signing day thing. But usually that's where roster movement gets cleared up in between right now, you know, the last game of the season and then before you bring guys in for the second for the second semester, for the spring semester. That starts after January. Month and a half. Less than that. Never a dull moment. Off the text line, if Nebraska beats Iowa uh, first game, Martinez is out. What does that mean? <laughs> like I said, 
like we went through one of those scenarios. What if Logan goes in on Friday and has a great game? Does that cloud the quarterback picture more? I I now correct me if I'm wrong here or if you guys had a different feel. I never felt like they were dead set and this is based off of this year and what's happened. I never felt like they were dead set on once Adrian, you know, here's what's going to happen. Adrian's going to leave and we're going to hand the keys to Logan Smothers. They may have said something like that by their actions and when they play the quarterbacks and the opportunities that they give them and what they do when they're in the game. That's not how it reads to me. Face it. They had a lot of chances to play Logan Smothers this, this year. Adrian Martinez played however many games with a broken jaw. And we only have seen him for one meaningful drive. And it was the one where Adrian was in the locker room getting, you know, rubber bands in his mouth. Whatever he had to do, duct tape to hold his jaw together. A couple against Fordham and Buffalo and then a play or two against Wisconsin on Saturday. I It's never felt that way. So if Logan goes out there and plays really, really well on Friday, it changes the tune a little bit. Like I said, I think that would be the illustration of, hey, I'm here. I'm throwing my hat in the ring for this thing too. Whoever you're bringing in is going to have to beat me. And that will all be figured out in the spring. Or Adrian's going to have to beat me. You know? And then there's the Adrian cloud that kind of hangs over the entire thing. <laughs> Drumstick says if Logan Smothers beats Iowa, he'll be the most popular person in the state. I don't think there's any doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is uh, that is definitely true. Chance from Funk, Nebraska. How, many, how much of the offense do you think Smothers will have available to him? I was wondering about that too. I asked Parker a little bit. Um. You know, it's going to be pared down. I, I, I just his skill set is not quite that of Adrian Martinez, or at least they haven't shown the propensity to kind of give him the keys, as I like to say to the offense. Um, and that's okay. You could find a workable plan with Logan Smothers in this in the game. I've said it all along, just as I said it with Luke McCaffrey. That's that. I don't want to reopen this wound at all, but. The whole conversation around Luke bothers me a little bit because while I agree with you, I didn't think that he was the type of quarterback that they really wanted. It, 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 it's odd in that way. The type of quarterback in a conventional sense that we're used to watching Power 5 football. Could you have figured out and schemed together a workable offense for Luke McCaffrey's skill set? Yes, you could have. Did they? No. They put him in bad spots. So in that regard, I you know, I don't know how Luke's career could have went if everything worked out for him or if things went better for him. He's limited. But he's also really good in a lot of different ways. And I think it's the same thing with Logan. At least to this point in his career. So that's the question on Friday for me. It's it's really not about Logan, <laughs> in a way. It's kind of more about, well, what's the plan they give him? Do they know what he's good at and what he's not good at? How does he show up during the game? And can they 
come up with a plan that works for him specifically. Because they can't put as much on his shoulders as they do Adrian Martinez. They just can't. Like, think about that. It, it, even if even if it's not Logan in 2022 and you bring in another quarterback and you just run the Adrian Martinez offense with it being so quarterback-centric, he has to do everything for you, make plays for you, game manage for you. He's asked to do different things on a game-to-game basis because of either the teams Nebraska's playing against or the situations that he's being put in, the, the, the game script scenarios. Then what's this all for? If you bring in the same you know type of quarterback and they do the same exact thing, they put all the weight on that guy's shoulders. Then what's this? What what are we doing here? It's going to look exactly the same, if not worse, because Adrian's given you a lot over the last four years. So find a workable plan for Friday. I think they can. We'll see what it looks like. Um, so those are the scenarios. If I missed any, I don't think I did. I thought through this a while, for a while yesterday. I don't think I'm going to stop thinking about it either. It's, uh, the season does not end on Friday against Iowa, that's for sure. We'll take a quick time out here. want to hear from you guys still, 402-464-5685. We'll come back. NFL reaction, overreaction next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer. At Mike J. Schaefer, you're listening to Happer and Schaefer.